Sajnam, this is Haridam, introducing part two of my conversation with Alpa Soni. What a joyous conversation it was. We spoke about humor, <clears throat> the importance of humor in times of distress. I'm reminded of the Toltec agreements and Don Miguel Ruiz, who brought these Toltec teachings to the West, and how I embellished the agreements this way. Number one, be impeccable with every word, thought, and action. And number two, the corollary of that is, do not take anything personally, literally, nor seriously. Emphasis on the seriously. Keep a sense of humor no matter what. So, let's get on with the show. Part two, Alpasoni. Here we go. Satnam. The two people who are whole have, have discovered the true humor for me, which is in the heart, from the heart. And thus then... Just their, their coming together is humorous. The, the laughter comes spontaneous. Yeah. Not just mean you're laughing all the time out loud. You know, the, the smile is there, the joy. And, and life then is a celebration. Uh, you know, codependency is, is none of that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's so, shared yeah. misery. Yeah, right? so, ab- absolutely. And through the practice of your kundalini um, yoga, I think... Um, there is a lot to say about that. I was actually speaking to a friend today. I think you may know her as well, Madonna. She's another yogi yeah. and uh, absolutely my humor queen. She's so funny. And, yeah. you know, um, Kundalini Yoga has been a big part of my last uh, 10 months. Um, and I'd never practiced it before. Has that helped me on this journey? Absolutely. In yeah. you know, awakening the Shakti energy within me, for sure for sure could feel it something happened that was just very very divinely connected so unexplainable and only felt within so um i guess that's that's also another connection that i had subconsciously with both of you um and i just think that that um natural you can't fake this you can't fake that kind of like you said, you can't just be on tap, like make me laugh. Otherwise I want a refund, <laughs> you know, I'm not getting into this relationship. If you're not going to make me laugh, get out of my face. <laughs> when I tell you to make me laugh, you know, it's not like that. Of course, you know, you can be a wailing blub- blub- blubbering mess the other, you know, one minute, but it's about being present with our emotions, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's with any relationship, be it on a fraternal, paternal friendship, soul, lovers, um, and seeing that, you know, um, that beautiful. Well, yeah, to be to be to be real, to be authentic is is everything. Um, and 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 the, yeah, this this is one way that you know we would. I think Satkirtan and I both define that true ideal partnership is is that that you can feel completely alone, at one with yourself. Aloneness is all oneness, uh, whether you're alone or you're with your sacred uh, partner. You don't, there's no need to change, to adjust yourself. That, that's one of the obvious signs of the codependency too, again, 
right? That we have to you know, alter ourselves in some way. We, this is uncomfortable. And we all know that. I've, this is why I spent a good part of the majority of my adult life solo because the relationships never really worked for me long-term, sometimes for a short period, you know, the honeymoon period, whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But to, 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 it's rare. That's why I say it's ideal soulmate is someone, good definition with whom you feel completely at one with yourself, that you, you still feel as if you're alone. You can be alone with yourself, with that other person. They're not going to change how you... In, a, in, in that sense, anyway, you know, but of course, we do change. There's also that inspiration, the exalting, all of those beautiful things that a, a sacred partner brings. Yeah. Um, I just posted something last night on this theme about the, the language shared between soulmates. It is like a secret language. Um, and this is my nature, too. I have, I have a Venus and Capricorn. <clears throat> that might explain part of it. Uh, <laughs> oh, bless. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because I have this, you know, as you, if you probably noticed, this <laughs> uh, exuberant. Uh, What's the sun sign? Extrovert kind of. Sorry. What's your sun? Pisces. Lots oh. of Pisces in my original chart. Yeah, so lots of what with the Mars and Leo. So that helped to bring me out. And but the things, other things happen later on. So because a lot of people see the Leo, the fire, because I had a rebirth. In fact, I had two rebirths on the same date. Wow. <laughs> on a Leo new moon. And I didn't plan it, of course. Um, July 31st, uh, 14 years apart. <clears throat> the first one was, it was more significant in a sense, usually is. Um, but astrologers, interestingly, after that first rebirth and even later, they, would, they wouldn't often feel and see that the Pisces, because my original chart is water right? just emotion right <laughs> intuition and, you know, um, it plays a part it's very significant in the trajectory oh, yeah. of your your script one can drown though with a chart like i had let me tell you <laughs> um, so so it was good that i had a rebirth and, and these astrologers would see that they felt that that fire energy right after after the rebirth experience i had in 2000 I, I changed my name, and this is not. Uh, this is after I got my spiritual name. That was seven years previous, but I changed my legal name in 2000, coinciding with this rebirth experience that I had. Um, wow! But yeah, I'm getting, <laughs> going off the thread a little bit. Where no, no, I, no, no. That's fine. I, I find this stuff fascinating. So, like, so. Yeah, well, well, I wanted to fly. I, I may. I brought a pen because because sometimes I get so many things when you're speaking. Because I wanted to, to, of course, address Madonna English. What a beautiful soul. Yeah. Um, I know she played a part in us um, coming together. In fact, it may have been through her that I'm connected with you. Possibly, yeah. Uh, and she was, we, we haven't been so much in touch recently. I kind of miss that. I know she's so busy with her, <laughs> her network um, and people like you. Because there was a time when she and I were, conversing almost nightly that and that was the time leading up to our um awakening if you will to yeah. to Trump and, and the Q story yeah 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 um, so it was she was very always you know very special memory that um 
because we, we literally came out around the same time. I think Satkirtan and I came out a little bit sooner, but yeah. then she came out, I was like, boom, she really like went, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you see, everyone is coming. Everyone's had their own kind of timelines with this and we're all coming together and, you know, for whether it's a moment in time or a certain um, phase, you know, where we're sort of communicating because, you know, we've all come in solo. Yeah. And it was we've all experienced the backlash, the uh, vilification person. And if you look at the trajectory that we've gone on, it kind of parallels to that of Trump, right? Look at, you know, he's come out there in a position of leadership. Yeah. If we kind of symbolize it like that, you know, and connect it, come out in a position of leadership. And in the beginning, everyone hated him. Now, I think hate for me would have been a strong word. I was just asleep. I just didn't really care. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, there's this orange man. And I wasn't indifferent. I was like, oh, I don't really know. I don't have an opinion because I don't, I'm not clued up on the geopolitical side of things. So I don't have an opinion. And sometimes I feel that that's better rather than to um, hurl negative energy at people, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it and, and again, you know, even if, like the whole the whole world at one point probably was just seeing him with the through the lenses of the media so i guess my ne- negative thing about him was yeah he's a little bit like abrupt but it just reminded of me of my dad <laughs> my dad is like that so i could identify with it and i had this subconscious love i love that level of humor uh, that's why I find Sasha's sense of humor hilarious that's why Madonna and I get on really well that's probably why you and Madonna got on well so going back to that you know these connections that we've all had have been for a very specific reason and there is no mistake in these synchronicities is there all these you know that nothing's a coincidence it's been divine divinely yeah. um, orchestrated Harry Ram for sure it was, yes and yes it was tumultuous uh, process uh, the same time, around that same time, we, Sakirtan and I discovered the, the walkaway campaign, which has uh, unfortunately been taken down, like Madonna and so many other brave souls, taken off of uh, Facebook and other, and I think maybe YouTube. Brilliant. What a community that, that this man created. I was his name, but um, the walkaway campaign. It grew to half a million people. Wow. Just, uh, you know, the Facebook uh, group. And um, <clears throat> yeah, with with Trump, it's interesting, right? Because I do have memories. I um, actually I was born the same year as Charlie Freak. I know you're also friends with Charlie. Um, we were both born in Canada in the same year, so I, I, I can relate to Charlie in many ways, as I do with Sasha. Um, and so I remember, like in the '80s, still when when David Letterman, the original Letterman show. The late night show. It was funny, and it was it was it was a pioneering show. They they were yep. brilliant. He had some amazing writers, and it was really outside the box. This is before he he sold out and went you know to CBS, and Donald Trump was was a regular guest on that show, along with many other really interesting characters. And I still have I have a memory right, of seeing Trump and and enjoying right. He he was always you know willing to laugh himself to loud letterman yeah. to, to deprecate self you know he took it well he yeah. he's always very genuine and gracious and funny too right because you know letterman was funny back then too 
So I had these memories of you know, Trump kind of coming into my awareness at different times growing up, even you know, in my 20s, 30s. And yet still somehow that, that gap happened because I never watched The Apprentice. Right? But somehow this, this split happened where by when he all of a sudden came on the, the presidency and I wasn't following his campaign leading up to that. I wish yeah. I had. Yeah. Talk about funny moments when he was debating Jeb Bush. Oh my God. <laughs> it doesn't get any funnier than that. Uh, There's one moment in one debate where he had Jeb Bush on one side and some other stupid, dumbass Republican on the other. And he literally did this during the debate. He went bang, bang. He <laughs> shot them both and, and just went, <laughs> shot them both out of the race. Right? But you know, it's his one-liners. It's his sharp, short, witty one-liners. But also, under the underpinnings of his his um, humor is intelligence. Yeah, brilliant. So, so, well, they say his IQ, and I believe this. His IQ, only one president. I would like to learn more about him. I can't remember. Only one president, apparently, of the forty-five. Because let's not say forty-six, please. <laughs> you want to start laughing? We can we can talk about by it, but maybe we'll, but, but not, uh, well, 40, whoever that robot is, bless him. <laughs> that sock pocket puppet is sassy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> only one president out of forty-five had a higher IQ than Trump. I believe that completely. In fact, I, I he must have been a very brilliant person because yeah, Trump is a genius in my he mind. Is. He's an absolute genius and how everything has been designed as well. They've actually put in the comedy value for this. I mean, that somewhere in this narrative that it was designed so that they knew that, look, let, let's keep it playful, you know, in, in, at some of the times, because uh, let's be honest, at the moment on the uh, battlefield, it's just the disparity b- between humanity at the moment is just like that. You know, the divide is so big. And, and unfortunately, for the interim period, it has to be, right? And we have to continue in our evolving on our journey just to see, and being congruent with our journey um and not really kind of getting so affected by outside noise and this is what's kind of happening in these communities um the truth of communities as well which is why i found you um really really appealing to just speak to as a friend really you know and that's like what i with my channel or wh- however i started this there wasn't anything you know, um, premeditated or uh, thought about. Um, and in fact, I've lost a, my career over this. <laughs> and yeah. Telling the truth. Well, right? yeah. I was just saying that, but this is all the divine plan and, and it just feels right. So something within this energy just feels right. And I, I, just in, I just know internally that I'm going in the right path, even irrespective of the outside noise. So it's how we navigate our way through this when we're being attacked, vilified, judged, and even with people who are claimed to be on the same side. So my question to you is really that this is in my view, my view, just, you know, because people gun people down for their opinions now. It's just a view that this is a war on consciousness. Yeah. It's a psychological war, an information war. Um, and even though there is this big disparity in humanity right now, we are ushering into, you know, um, better times, but it's just people put too much of an impetus on timelines. So 
What has your experience been in, you know, for both of you uh, since you've been awake in these last, say, 12 months mm. or if it's 10 months or 12 months? Yes, th thank you. I, I, I was going, just going to address that theme because um, I, I made some mention to the tumultuousness, the, um, the, the tumult of, <laughs> of that coming out um, of, of leaving, you know, walk the walk away. It was just a perfect name for, for me, the, the walk away campaign. Cause that's literally what I, I walked away from the left finally. And from that nihilistic school again, that it's all, the whole thing is a game. There's nothing we can do about it. We're, you know, it, that's why I call it the school of nihilism. You know, those people who are not pro Biden, but they're not pro Trump either, right? I have no time for that nonsense now. <laughs> Say, oh, you're a nihilist. Okay, thank you. Because, but I had to go through a major, major shift in, in the last year since that Kirtan. Um, and unlike I, I, and I saw it coming in, in retrospect because I, I was doing some purging of my social media. I use Facebook mostly, primarily. I don't know how people have time to do all the Instagram and Twitter. Trust you know? me, it is it's a <laughs> full-time job. And, you know, now yeah. that I, it is my full-time job, effectively, not for long, because I, I have other plans at the other side of this, but it is, it is consuming for sure. So, yeah, I, I literally, I, I was in this process before coming out, my support for Trump, purging people from my network, which is good because the trolls still showed up. There was still some hidden, you know, that I didn't get to. And, and then even strangers coming onto my page and some horrible languages. And, and the interesting thing, uh, Alpas, is that I was on the other side before. So I, I had some, you know, some empathy for these people because I was making fun of Trump supporters previous. Yeah. Um, I don't think I got as nasty. I don't think, no, I know I wasn't as nasty as he. That's the difference. I know about you. But the language, the language is unreal. Because what I said to people is, I, I'm not, I'm not against, you know, difference of opinions. In fact, this is good. This is healthy. This is what democracy is supposed to be about. If you cannot communicate in a respectful, you know, <laughs> some modicum of respect and and harmony, then you're gone. Like I'm going to unfriend you first. If you continue with that nonsense, I'm going to block you. And my blocking lists have got quite. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I hear you. I definitely hear you. Um, that has been um, something that I, I dealt with from day one. And sadly, and I probably get shot for saying this, but it is what it is. And I'm being black and white about it and saying it, you know, assertively. It's through observation of people's behavior that I come, I have drawn up to uh, draw to this um, conclusion so within the Asian community, um, there was a lot of annihilation about what I was uh, talking about, just specifically to me. I'm not saying that generalizing here, but I, upon speaking to other um, awakened Indians and Asians or however, whatever label you want to put it or people from my community, it was like, what the hell is Alpa doing? Um, and the worst abuse I got was literally... And if I was to put it just in my own world, just for me, I'm just before, because everyone gets so sensitive, right? It's just so sensitive. And you just said the one word out of place. And it's just this hypocrisy that we have, which I just find a load of bullshit, to be fair. Yeah. And excuse the profanity there, but I had a lot of abuse and I, I, I'm with you there because it was so conceited, full of contempt and hatred. And what we mm -hmm. as observers I feel can do, and this is not me telling anyone what to do, what we can do 
is step step outside of that from that non-judgment place because these are constructs that have governed the world for hundreds of years. So this energy has permeated into the psychological makeup of humanity to bring about this uh, mental war um, and psychological traumas that people re- don't even realize that they have to react and respond from a place of contempt anger and criticism um so i'll give you an example uh in response to what you're saying about you know how obnoxious this is some of the truthers uh or whatever labeled researchers truthers uh, an alternative nar- narrativers whichever like yourself i'm not great with the with the labels harry ram but right now i'm sure you must be seeing on the the facebook arena is people vilifying fellow truthers yeah um, because things don't happen within a timeline and uh, things don't happen uh, according to what this person may say. So immediately they get completely vilified. He's a fraud. He's a scam. He's selling things on his, inter- on his uh, page and he's this, he's that. We're forgetting that we are fighting a global psychological spiritual war. It's not conventional, right? Mm-hmm. We're not in a conventional war where we've got like machete guns at our Oh, throw every five minutes or or on a battlefield. Well, we are on a battlefield. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God for that. Right. Otherwise, there would be a lot of blood. uh, And it's a war. There's going to be casualties. Right. And that's what's that's what the scandemic presents. This the war that people are innocent. People are are dying with this bioweapon that's been. Um, exposed to to humanity, but it's intention and the perspective where people are not seeing this. So, yeah. well, yeah. Well, getting back, yeah, getting yeah. back to your question, because yeah, I, I wanted to address that more. The, the war on consciousness uh, is is a perfect uh, description from my perspective as well, because my my orientation is about the soul primarily, so sure. the spirit, and I think. Unless someone's coming from that place, again, from the heart, from the soul, it, it's easy to get dragged down, whether you're on the Trump side or against Trump, you know, and unless we can rise above it, transcend that duality, cultivate neutral mind awareness, that's what the yoga practice for me is so essential, right? Then we can rise, then we can even see the humor, that then, only then can we see the humor in it, we can laugh about it. Right, you know, uh, but non-attachment, non-attachment is the goal because we don't know. Because I know people. Like, I think you were alluding to this: how people in the truth movement are frustrated. Some of them, are the hanger, the people are not fully in. They're going, well, why didn't it? You said this was going to happen January sixth, and this and that, and you know, and they're complaining like, and you guys, you know, QAnon is all it's a psyop. It's all this, right? Like, <laughs> come on, you're you're. First of all, drop that linear time bullshit, right? You know, we 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 can give some indications about what when this might happen, but it's a maybe. We don't know. If we're talking about the future, we're talking about the future. The future hasn't happened yet. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So for me, prophecy too. I, I don't like to get hung up on, you know, I have a page prophecy 2021 now. It used to be prophecy 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I love prophecy, but, you know, people get hung up on that too. If the prophecy doesn't happen when it was, you know, predicted to happen, then the prophet is 
bullshit. It's a false prophet. Well, yeah. not necessarily, right? Yeah, it's true. And these people that get hung up on timelines, I mean, I do see, look, I try to be fair and, and look at people's pointers of views because we are at frustrating times. We want to see the justice, people are well-intended. We want to see the justice for the children. We want all of that. I get that. But where we are in a movement where the media has lied to us for years and we have tolerated media deception, then if we've got the likes of you or me or ex-truther that have become um, slightly big names. I don't like, again, saying the label side are big, small. I don't look at it like that. We're all the same. And there's nothing to become a celebrity in this movement. That's definitely not the agenda for anybody. But uh, I feel anyway, this is about, you you know, the the humanity being together in this moment in time, because we are we are evolving and we're going into a new yug, into a new era. And, you know, we are our greatest enemy is the devil. Right. And the demonic energies that are there. And we, you know, unilaterally, universally, collectively should be raising our vibrations and not fighting amongst each other um and but the thing is these constructs of the cabal get in the way so unfortunately people playing in uh, placing an impetus on timelines are suffering a lot because yes it is frustrating we don't know really how this is going to play out harry ram do we we don't we and no, any time that we we hold an expectation such and such to happen such, then we're, we're setting ourselves up for disappointment aren't we yeah. Always. I mean, it's better, e- even if it does happen, it's better not to have that expectation, right? Either way, right? Because when it, when it happens, like, yeah, <laughs> wow, right? We can celebrate. Wahi Guru. Isn't that the beauty, though? That sort of serendipity, that like uh, managing our expectations not to expect in the timeline. When we feel that, oh my God, moment when it happens, when we least expect it, could that be a possible timeline? Is there three different narratives going on at the same time? It's the questions we say to ourselves and ask ourselves and the way we look at things, you know? And, and but again, running with the theme of this conversation, and I like to call it conversation because I don't see myself as an interviewer. I just see you and I as my fellow brother um, that has offered so much good energy to the community, both um, both of you have. And I find it, um, this is what we need to celebrate. Celebrate each other. Celebrate people who are striving to move and make that effort to ascend and raise their frequency um, in that unity. Yes, and yeah, I, I agree completely. It, it always... Essentially, in the end, it's, it's about us. It's about our relationships, our brothers, soul brothers, soul sisters. WGTN Guatemala. Have you been struggling in your relationship? Do you feel neglected by your partner, physically, emotionally, or spiritually? Do you feel criticized, ignored, or judged? Do you long for a deeper connection? Do you feel a call to step into a greater version of yourself as part of a sacred partnership? If you answered yes to any of these questions and you know in your heart that there is more to your relationship than what you've currently accepted as possible, then we invite you to check out our new masterclass titled The Five Keys to Everlasting Bliss in Sacred Partnership. In this free webinar, you will learn the five keys to creating a prosperous and blissful relationship. 
you will learn what you must do to keep your relationship sacred. The top three ways to move out of codependence and into co-creativity. The one thing necessary to make your relationship flourish for the long term. The secret to cultivating a never-ending honeymoon. And how to do all of this without spending years and vast resources on traditional relationship counseling. We believe it is completely possible to live in blissful communion indefinitely. Yes, the honeymoon need never end. Satkirtan and Hariram have between them more than 35 years experience leading classes, workshops, kirtans, and retreats. Simply go to schoolofnod.com and register to watch our free masterclass for couples. Now, back to the podcast. WGTN Guatemala. Um, and, you know, along that same line, I, I'm, I'm, in a way, I'm more drawn to the mainstream in a sense. It's funny, another thing that Trump helps to awaken in me is a, is a love and gratitude for Fox News. Basha <laughs> <laughs> mentioned Tucker Carlson. <laughs> I love, you know, this is, I haven't said this to Sasha, if I, if, hopefully we'll do another interview, because I, one of my dreams is to see Sasha Stone on Tucker Carlson tonight, <laughs> <Can you> imagine, <laughs> uh, I love Tucker Carlson, and, you know, Lauren, and the thing I love about it, you know, people like Lauren having those regulars like Raymond Arroyo, these people are, they're real you know, they're not into the hocus pocus. They, they, they might not even have looked at Q. I don't know. They, 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 they say it so at least. Like, QAnon, what's that? I love when, when, when Tucker says QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they work for Fox News. And I wanted to say this because this is, applies to, to us too. I know and people like Madonna is how we can stay just like Tucker. We have to try and play the game if, unless you want to be debarred from... From, I'm still on Facebook, thank God, you know, because that's my, been my main uh, channel, right, for sharing, as you mentioned so beautifully and <laughs> for your response, sharing that. Um, I don't want to get, uh, you know, suspended or canceled. I, I have had to deal with some uh, restrictions, I'm happy to say, because you know, <laughs> if you're doing the right job, right, you're going to get some, you know, some kind of uh, penalty. Right. <laughs> People that I really, you know, look up to, uh, you know, like Madonna, you know, I, you know, all blessings and, you know, Sasha, I don't know, has Sasha been? Yeah, he, I think he's in Facebook jail, but I think he might be out now. Oh, I think they've just suspended him to be able to speak for a few months. I don't even know. He didn't actually even, poor guy, didn't actually do anything. But again, um, this is, this, I think was all to demonstrate at those times to see the level of censorship and how we are being silenced for having what we thought was democracy and freedom of speech in, in our, on our planet. And that hasn't been the case. Um, but this is to highlight and show people. So as we con continuously are evolving in this movement, uh, the great global awakening for the last, um, it's actually for 10 years to be fair, but you know, for the purpose of, mm -hmm 
people to understand what's going on more acutely since this um, scandemic uh, came to the forefront on, of existence in our lives. Um, but there is so many things that we can draw from this year um, about how we evolve as human beings and how we interact with our brothers and sisters and how we are to each other. And I think that um, that's fundamentally the most important thing for me we claim no, like you come into this world empty-handed and we go empty-handed. It's what we do within our soul and our energy here that how we make people feel. And, you know, how do you left, how do we leave people after a conversation? You know, are we feeling in a high vibration or a lower vibration? And this is the thing that I claimed not to be any guru or anything like this. And I think you share a very similar kind of energies. How do we leave people after they speak to us? You know, even if it's something that you're saying controversial, yeah? It's like dropping a bomb, but with a little cheeky smile and running away, yeah? And in that sense of like, uh oh, <laughs> you know, that sense of cheek, tongue in cheek and naughtiness, but you're, you know, conveying a very important point. Um, but again, when we go into the entrapment of ego, this is where the suffering happens. Um, my truth is better than your truth. You said this, he said that, petty, petty quabble. <laughs> so I am aligned to your energy for, for that. And I say it again in just gratitude, in mm -hmm. absolute gratitude. And there is there's a massive difference between false flattery and a genuine authentic appreciation for someone's soul. My soul recognizes your soul. So, you know, it's so important for, for, for me to have had you like chat to me. I'm so grateful, Harry Ram, because we all have something to offer in this journey yeah. in every single one of us on this planet. Likewise, dear sister. And, you know, we are, we are on the verge where it is, it's already dawning that this new, this, the sad you mentioned, Called the age of Aquarius, whatever. I know that the that conjunction of uh, Saturn and Jupiter on the last winter solstice was very significant. Some say that was the the, the marker for the, the Aquarian age. Uh, again, whatever you want to call it, we're in it. It's happening. So from that again, that broader perspective, the spiritual neutral mind perspective, everything is perfect. Everything is perfectly aligned. There's nothing to fret about. It's keep laughing. <laughs> Try to see the light. You know, it's like, you know, I, I love one of the reasons I love Laura Ingram is her sense of humor. Again, and and one of her regulars, Raymond Arroyo, he comes on and, and they laugh together every show that they do to, when he comes on. <laughs> if you haven't seen Raymond, they have something called Friday Follies, for example, on Friday. <laughs> and they're, they're having a, a gas because they're making fun now of, of uh, Sleepy Joe. Right, speaking of going back to Donald Trump, Sleepy Joe. <laughs> how many times did we hear you're asking me, how can I pick one time when Trump maybe I can't because he's always making me laugh. Every time he said Sleepy Joe, Every I start time. laughing <laughs> and poke on to <laughs> Well, you gotta admit, yeah, like Sleepy Joe Biden, he has provided us entertainment as well, because it's not the real one, yeah. And this poor gimp who is playing the role of the real one. I mean Bajara, you know, Bajara mean poor thing in Hindi is uh, is you know really bearing the brunt of something he didn't actually do. <laughs> Imagine being this Biden right now. He's probably thinking, I don't know who I am. I'm just a body double. <laughs> and uh, I'm bearing the brunt of the real Biden's crap, who mm. I uh, I believe is not around anymore. 
I know that, well, I'm a storyteller and just briefly, you know, along with the Kundalini yoga the, and uh, <clears throat> Nadi yoga, Kirtan, those things, one of my other passions as well as dance is um, psychodrama. And I've been developing this practice over many years now, decades. In fact, I, I saw there's a new film that came out not too long ago, uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky on his treatment of what he calls psychomagic, which is basically psychodrama, right? If you don't know Jodorowsky, I highly recommend him. You know, great filmmaker. Anyway, um, I mention this because the essence of psychodrama is storytelling. Yeah. Which is the essence of all shamanic practice, right? Shamanism is the root of all of yoga and healing arts, right? Because it predated these uh, practices and and the very heart of shamanism is storytelling it's a story and you know and I know uh, you know this, this, our brother Sasha speaks and and Charlie Stone is why I, I feel such a you know alignment with those two among a few others is that they they speak about the story right the narrative and and how you know it's panning out the, the larger the smaller story between you know, within the, the bigger picture, trying to get a broader perspective and how we can shift that. And I, I love Sasha's efforts because I know, you know, speaking to us and to you and many others, he he's repeating that same, you know, prognosis, the, that same uh, method, if you will, of coming back to the self, realizing the Christ itself, removing those, Cutting those cords, you know, we use obsidian. We have obsidian dagger here, right? uh, from Chiapas. is gold obsidian. Wow. Very good. Cutting cords, right? Yep. Cutting those cords, the cabal just go. Psh, Absolutely. I free. love that. We're free, right? Um, no, I love that. Actually, can you just briefly before we go, um, just anything else that you want to add to that you feel that you'd like to share with the audience, um, our audience, nothing is mine, it's ours, our audience. Um, but the shamanic principles you've just mentioned, and I love this thing about cord cutting. Yeah, I do that every day. We just cut cords with all these negative energies that try to infiltrate, infiltrate us like these parasitic cords. Because around our auric field, we're all beautiful. We're all beautiful human beings. Our, our souls are like vying for self-expression, but we're so convoluted in the layers of what the cabal have done. So, you know, sense of self sense of self is just so removed and we have this um it's a struggle for people to really be able to see what's going on and not being awake or whatever word you want to use there to really truly realize yeah realize that actually nothing is everything is happening in so many different timelines um, and the illusionary aspect of things and time um, is is so is so apparent to me. But because people are suppressed um, through consumerism, globalism, what we consume, and our pineal gland is is completely suppressed. Um, therefore, we're having this very left brain thinking and not seeing uh, things only from, uh, people seeing things only from a 3D lens. So kind of went off on the tangent there, but like, I think you get the gist. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, a couple of things came to mind. So yeah, thank you. Um, 
<laughs> somebody shared with me this short video and it's like, wow, like, what's going on? It's from Africa. I'm not sure which country, but the students in a school are running. It's like, it's like my saying in the beginning, right? If, if, if they don't ex express that sense of humor, turn around and run as fast as you can. Yeah. These students, they're all running. Some of them are jumping from the second floor of the building and they're all running away as fast as they can. And you know what, you know what, and I saw the image first and then the caption, they were trying to inject these African children with the vaccine. And they're literally running out of the building en masse, the whole student body, right? Wow, right? That, this is what, this is the, the stuff that I look for and I celebrate and I share, right? Because I want people to see, yes, that there are things, little things, big, but you know, you mentioned linear time too. So that, that brings me back to the psychodrama. The essence of psychodrama is realizing that, of course, with the Kundalini Yoga as a, as a foundation, one can easily see and know that linear time as such is an illusion. And this is why, again, why I say to people, we drop this, this expectation timeline nonsense, right? You're just setting yourself up for stress, anxiety. Why is it not, you know, you said Trump was going to be, you know, put in the 19th, right? Uh, <laughs> linear time is an illusion. Yeah. Again, why is above that? And yeah. know that everything is, is in perfect alignment. And, you know, and as we just, again, realize, step into our, our Christed light, if you will, our Buddha nature, then we are doing our part. Even if it just means sitting at, in your home, just meditating quietly. You know, we each have a, a role to play. We do. We yeah. do. And I am on a parting note now because I'm aware we've gone on for, for an hour and I usually get, get people's attention for about an hour. <laughs> and then I think that people switch off after a while. So I think an hour is always nice to have a conversation. And it's been an absolute pleasure because it's stuff like this that I really, really enjoy. But where can we find Let's you? So on, we've got YouTube, you're on the School of NAD and you have your own page on Facebook um, and with all the, your information. And if on a parting note, is there anything that you want to say? Well, let, let's do a part two then, because uh, I also, one of the things that we have, and we want to, with your permission, of course, uh, like to put this on our, we have a radio internet program as well called We Got the Nod. It's N-A-A-D. <laughs> on Podbean and all the, you can find it on, you know, you, uh, iTunes and Spotify and things like oh, that. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. If you're happy with that, you can also find, my, the, we, we split the Sash interview into two parts. Yeah. Uh, radio. I love radio. I grew up listening to radio. And it's nice too, isn't it? Because if, if, uh, you know, if you're looking at this, this is great. I mean, I love that we can do the video interview as well. But then the eyes have to be engaged. Right? With yeah. radio, you can go about doing what, whatever, right? And yeah. You can <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. And, and in voice, there is so, there's so much um, emotion and expression in, in the tonality of our voice. Um, yes. I'm quite sensitive to that, you know, people's tones. And I used to find it really difficult because being a very sensitive soul, but if somebody spoke in a way that was abrupt, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> but, you know, but you learn as you evolve in, in every way that, you know, how to decipher people's tones and, and interpret their intention, you know. So, yes, I'd be happy definitely to do that. I think oh. maybe we'll get one with Madonna as well. You, Madonna, and myself. Yes, I think yes, that would 
That would I've be, actually done one with her today. Uh, we, we spoke about Kundalini and it's just like ironic that in, in one day that um, I'm speaking about that. So uh, on, on a parting note, I think this um, the message of Kundalini Yoga is important and the principles of how we um, are you know, spiritually looking after ourselves in our spiritual hygiene because we can get so caught up in the doldrums of these energies on the digital uh, uh, platforms and getting constant in those wars. And it's just so important to recalibrate um, and synthesize and just neutralize the charges, any of these negative sort of things that can have on us. So with that said, Hari Ram, I really, really, really enjoyed this today. Thank you so much. Um, I definitely want to do something regularly with you. Um, and okay, yeah, well, so, if, so the last parting words I'll say is, is uh, our radio show, check it out because uh, Alpa will be featured along with Sasha and others. You, I'll just briefly say, yes, the Kundalini Yoga community, there's an interesting parallel, uh, which is, of course, Yogi Bhajan and Donald Trump. Yogi Bhajan has been maligned and slandered like, oh, my God. And I, I'm not saying that he's, he lived a perfect life like an angel, but there's a lot of stuff out there. That's another podcast, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's very interesting to see how these stories are, are playing out. Well, I, I'd like to talk about that now, that, you know, in the next one about the spiritual leaders um, and the impact that they're having now and the awareness about some of the things that they've got up to. These are not, this is just generically all the spiritual re- leaders now are at subject to a lot of scrutiny because unfortunately yeah. with the exposing and exposure of stuff to do with children um, and then us finding out about things such as Mother Teresa and, you know, unfortunately everyone has... God of God, God of huh? God. Pardon? God of God. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, and Oprah Winfrey, oh God. So these people are all incriminated um, and we have to use our own intuitive compass to see how we feel about that. But there is a reason this information is being um, exposed. You know, there's a naivety that humanity has had for so long because um, let's be kinder to ourselves. It's because we see the good in people. So we can't beat ourselves up about it. We see the goodness in people and what we see in ourselves is what we see and others so it's so important to leave people in that uplifted kind of energy um because you know what today is all we have now is all we have so part two awaits us and i cannot wait thank you harry ram so much thank you thanks again to my dear friend alpa sony for this wonderful opportunity to share thoughts on the current issues and how we can bring humor at these times to bring light to relieve the burden of circumstances which seem outside our control until next time satnam we thank you for tuning in Please make sure to subscribe so as not to miss a single episode. We depend on you, our listeners, to build and expand our audience, to share the nod. So, if you like what you hear, please do not hesitate to share with your friends, family, and community. Sat